Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. It's time for the show that brings the magic right to your speakers. Ears up. Yes, it is Ears Up Podcast. Welcome, everybody. We have another episode. Uh, Terrence, this is episode number 187. Wow. Yeah. I feel like there should be songs about it. I think we had a song about that. Yeah. Yeah. I think there's a few songs about it, and I'm pretty excited about it. 187 on a mother friggin' RSS feed, something like on that. A, yeah, exactly. Something like that, yeah. <laughs> yeah. All right, that's how it works, man. A mother friggin' meter maid, something like that. <laughs> what? Standing in the shade. Get out my way, because you don't know how much I paid to park here. Maybe you do, because you're a city worker, <laughs> and you know all about the ins and outs of the, how the city flows, like my flow goes. Oh. Keep going. No. Oh. <laughs> I don't think I can. That was, that was good. They were words, right? Yeah. Wow. Rude. We have a good show for you guys today. Uh, before we get to the good show, which is Terrence doing his uh, History of Walt's Nine Old Men Part 2. Love it. Okay. Uh, we have Rob from Bantha Milk. Rob, welcome back to the show. You have been on here a couple times, I think, maybe. Yes. I don't yeah. know. But now we're talking about something else. Yeah, exactly. Um, So Rob had an idea um, to see how our opinions on things have changed over the years. And so I said, you know what, Rob, that sounds great. That sounds like a good game. I just don't have time to like go back through all the shows and listen to all the shows and pull all the stuff. And he goes, I'll do it. And I go, wow, Rob, that sounds really great but I also don't have enough time to really run the game. And he goes, I'll do it. And I go, wow, that's great. Rob, I don't have time to do my taxes. And he, he, draws, he draws a line <laughs> there. But uh, Rob is going to run this game, and we're going to go back. I'm calling it the opinion mover system okay. instead of the omni mover system. I don't know. It's a stupid name. But uh, I want to see – I'm interested to see how all of our opinions change over the last 11 million years that we've doing the show. Cool. 11 million. And that's exactly what I found was the first episode was 11 million years ago. That's <laughs> right. Yep. Uh, so it's weird on podcast on, on uh, Apple podcast, it says 201 episodes. So I don't know if you guys had some like half episodes in there or something. No, those are uh, in-depth episodes. Oh yes. Okay. Yeah. That makes sense. Which I've All also right. thought about changing up and like maybe giving its own feed. Maybe Jeremy was right the first time. I don't know. We'll see. I got, a, I got a lot of ideas and, uh, not a lot of time to execute them, so they don't get done. 
And probably that's for the best. Um, find us on social media, Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, Pinterest. You can go to feedback or any feedback on the show. Rather, goes to Taryn at earsup-podcast.com. Show suggestions goes to Terrence at earsup-podcast.com. You can say hi. Hi. To Bev's husband, Sam, at Bev at earsup-podcast.com. <laughs> and anything else comes to me, that Jason. That's fun to you. You're saying, <laughs> Hi, my name is Beverly. I'm waiting for I'm waiting for my clothes to dry, so I'm talking to you. Um, I have a couple things to talk about with you guys here. Uh, a couple serious topics. Okay, I don't want to get too too serious, but um, I'm sort of thinking, and everyone everybody's pushing me into this, and I want to know what you guys think. Uh, we're thinking of like a Bay Area meetup at like two one a ish sort of thing, late summer, like late July, early August. Uh, I don't know. Uh, originally I was like, Oh, maybe we can do a show because if we're going to be together, we might as well work. Cause that's sort of my I, like mentality. I would love to have a meetup with people. I think we need to get away from having a show. If we meet up with people, in my opinion, I agree. I agree with you a hundred percent. Um, but then if you said the other way, then I would agree with you also. Like I'm, I'm like, I was talking to Bev about it earlier today. I was like, I'm completely on the fence on this. I just, I don't know how many people would go. And it wouldn't be like a ticketed event like our fifth anniversary. It would just be like, you're in the area, you know, you can come and hang out. But I feel like we already have all the resources and went, oh, there goes, someone's calling Bev. That's cool. Sorry. Oh. Honestly, I think if we just have a meetup and say, if you want to come out, meet up, that's fine. Yeah. I don't know if we're going to get more people if we say we're going to do a show. So I just say, hey, just hang out. I agree. Let's just have a, have a beer. Let's just chill. Yeah, I agree. So if you're in the Bay Area or if you're planning on coming to the Bay Area like late July, early August, or you would anyways for a vacation or whatever, uh, let me know if that's something, you know, you would you would want to do. So we we just hang out at the bar at uh, at uh, 2NA San Leandro. There's a lot of stuff to do outside, preferably inside because it'll still be hot, but hopefully not this hot. And uh, we'll just have a good time and hang out. Nothing, you know, no big deal. Just see where it goes. Just... Have a drink and see where things go. It's like a first date. Yeah, exactly right. We're just this is the most creepy. <laughs> <laughs> it's fine. Oh, just come over. Just next book some chill. It's all yeah. good. Don't worry about it. We'll be it's, good. Look, like, it's the most creepy thing I've ever heard in my life. Like, look, I know. Uh, you know, I have to. I have to send the movie back tomorrow. Netflix. It only get it for three days. <laughs> so put the DVD back. And I knew you wanted to watch this, so I got it for you. So if you want to come over and watch it now, if not, totally cool. Totally get it. That's fine. Uh, but let me know because I'm also cooking dinner. So I'm just going to watch this. And if you want to join, that's fine. Um, anyway, so let me know. Shoot me an email or wow. hit me on social or whatever. And um, I don't know. We'll see. Maybe we can con Sully into some drink tickets or something like that. And the ears up uh, corporate jet bring all the other shows. Out <laughs> yeah. It's called uh, Southwest. Yeah, it's called no. It's, it's called Sam's ninety five Tacoma. <laughs> we'll drive all the way out to pick up Rob. Sorry, ninety six Tacoma. Wow. Southwest. Are there computers up yet? I don't know. Flight's going yet? <laughs> I don't know, man. Um, but you know what is going, Terrence? Disneyland. Disneyland is open. The mask mandates have dropped. Um, I'm going to talk about this in the news segment a little bit. But uh, if you are planning on going to the parks, buy your tickets from Conti ears. You don't have to worry about going online. Just email them and go, Hey, this is what I'm thinking. They'll get back to you. They will do all of the work for you. 
So check them out. Go to contiers.com. They're great people. They know what they're doing. If you're going to Disney World, book through them as well. It's no extra charge for you. And you can totally uh, use that fact to have them book restaurants and all this kind of fun stuff for you. So check them out, concierge.com. They've been a big, big supporter of the show, and uh, and and they deserve your business because uh, they're just, frankly, nice people, except for that Jimmy guy. If you get a concierge called Jimmy, <laughs> don't just hang up and dial back and get somebody. No, I'm kidding. Uh, but honestly, like, but honestly, don't, let me don't. reiterate all the work they've done. Yeah. All the work for my trip. I've done I, I send emails saying things I want to do, and it happens. Wow. They're like, awesome. cool, got it. And I'm like, <laughs> hell yeah. That is great. And I'm only saying, uh, I'm only teasing Jimmy because Jimmy from uh, Scraping the Vault in Supreme Resort, along with Eric, uh, Jimmy is a concierge, part-time concierge. Oh, really? Yeah, yeah. Not, yeah, I didn't get that joke. I was like, that's kind of oh, okay. I don't know who Jimmy is. Yeah, well, I thought he said it on the other show when, when he, they were on yeah, the crossover show. Yeah, he mentioned show. it on okay. the last show. All right, I just oh, want to make I, completely sure that anybody listening from concierge, like Mike, if, if Mike listens, like, what are they, why are they slagging off <laughs> uh, our people? But it's just Jimmy. Uh, but no, everybody's great. Jimmy is great, too. He's a very detail-oriented man, so if you do get Jimmy, uh, say hi. But anyways, concierge.com, and make sure to tell them where you heard about them. And even if you're not ready to go to the parks yet, like me, send them an email maybe, or find them, follow them on social media, shoot them a message and be like, Hey, thanks for sponsoring ears up. I really appreciate it. That would, uh, that would help. That would go a long way too. It's the second best thing. You know what I'm trying to say? Uh, okay. You can support the show. Speaking of second best thing, go to uh, etsy.com slash shop slash coveyers because not only do we have t-shirts and fun stuff like that, but we have, Brand new Mai Tai glasses are up for sale. They've been up for about a week now. Of course, the Patreon people had three or four days head start on everybody else, but they are on for pre-order. So Etsy.com slash shop slash coveyors. Grab yours today. We'll be shipping them in about six to eight weeks. So this is a pre-order sale again, and I just want to make absolutely sure that everybody knows it's a pre-order. If you don't get your glasses in two weeks, don't like file some sort of grievance or whatever. Um, they're on their way. We just haven't ordered the glasses yet because they cost a lot of money. <laughs> so, uh, you know, we got to do this whole thing. But the Mai Tai glasses are great. Um, they're designed by Matt Tedish, who designed our other Mai Tai glasses. So they're high quality. The art is great. The screen printing is amazing. It looks great. Uh, each order will also come with a drink recipe, which is something we talked about last time, but I just didn't have time because they were Christmas themed, right? And I'm like, we need to get these out. Need to do them now. I don't have time to do this. But since these are more like a summer theme Mai Tai glass, we got some time. Yeah. We got some time. That's cool. I didn't know you were doing that. That's I love that. Yeah, it'll be neat. So it's a drink recipe created by myself and lovingly guided by Taryn and most likely Brad. So Brad will help me out and it'll be fun. Speaking of, um, of filing grievances, uh, we got kicked off of PayPal. <laughs> The other day, ears up has now been officially banned from PayPal, which is sort of amazing. I feel yeah. like it's not easy to do. I don't know if it is or not because they won't tell you anything because they won't tell us a single thing. You can't you can't go uh, you can't call them and go, hey, what happened? And they'll go, oh, well, you know, you uh, you, you sent money to, you know, I, I don't know, I ran and it was funneled through a weird third party. Like, it's not like that. I just use it to pay everybody. Don't worry, Rob. Most people. 
<laughs> and um, and uh, I don't know. I just I, I I go on to pay an invoice to pay our host at Bubweb. If you're looking for hosting, go to bubweb.com. And um, I couldn't pay him. Couldn't pay the invoice through PayPal because it was like, no, you've been blocked. You've been banned. Sorry. You have 180 days before you can get the rest of your money out of our stupid uh, business. And uh, good luck to you. So the only way I can ever find out. I didn't out, know they were holding our money ransom. Yeah. Yeah. Um, the only way that That's I offensive. can. The only way that I can find out um, what happened is through a subpoena. I have to what? like literally take them to court to find out why they banned us. And so I'm investigating that because they're going to earn their money. Yeah. I'm going to make their lawyers, if, if it doesn't cost me a whole lot of money, 150 bucks or less, I'm going to do it. Anything over that, I'm not going <laughs> to, it's not worth it to me. But I just, I want to like, I want to know what happened. Yeah. It's weird. So there you go. Um, if you want to send us money, you can't do it through PayPal anymore. I'll figure out some other way. If we get banned from like all the other ones, like next is like Venmo and then like Zelle. And if we get banned from all of them, are we just going to start writing checks? I guess. Gonna- yeah. If you want to donate to the show, send your check. Make make your money order payable to Jason Petros. P.O. Box. We're going to get a big sign that just says cash only. (laughs) It's just like, I don't understand, man. I don't, I don't get it. The worst bar ever. Oh my God. Yeah, for sure. So anyway, that's been the latest drama is uh, uh, PayPal has banned us for no reason. I think personally, because they haven't told me. So until they tell me it's no reason. Oh, and I gave them a lot of stuff. I mean, I asked to speak to the customer service person's manager and I was like, I just want to ask you, like, I know you can't do anything about it and whatever, but why do you think this happened? Why do you think you can't tell me? <laughs> he just sat there. I'm like, I'm, just, I'm asking you a question. Like, why do you think your company is treating me this in this manner instead of just telling me, hey, you did this th- thing wrong. Why don't you fix it? And we can go back to doing business together. Why do you, why do you think this happened? He's like, you're asking me for my opinion? I go, yeah. And he goes, well, I, I, I can decline to, to give you my opinion. I go, yeah, you can. I just thought you might want to get it off your chest. You know, just figure out like why. And I didn't care. And I never do that. I never belittle customer service people ever because I know what it feels like to be on the other. But I just did not care. And this person is a manager. So in my mind, smooth brain, they make more than the other person I talk to. And uh, anyway, so I just I I got it off my chest, man. I go, you know what? I really hope that you find a job that treats people ethically with a better (laughs) Uh, pay structure than than PayPal, man. I really hope that for you because this is rude. I don't understand. You keep, anyway. Wow. Yeah, I felt you went off. I did, dude. I did. I went off and um and it didn't do anything. It made me sort of feel good, but uh, you know, that's that, right? <laughs> Moon Boots IPA is the latest Twenty First Amendment beer release. A West Coast IPA brewed with strawberries and loaded with Azaka, Citra Cryo, and Mosaic hops. Moon Boots IPA was designed and brewed by an all-woman team at 21st Amendment Brewery and in partnership with the Pink Boots Society, advocating for the advancement of women in the beverage industry. The label for Moon Boots IPA features the beer's creators envisioned as otherworldly beings and was commissioned by renowned Los Angeles-based animation artist Robin Eisenberg. Moon Boots IPA is a very limited release and available across the country at your favorite good beer shop, where 21st Amendment beer is sold. That's right, everybody. Moon Boots IPA. From the 21st Amendment. It's good stuff. Good stuff. All right, Rob, let's go. The new Seggy, the opinion mover system starring Rob from Bantam Milk Podcast. Rob, what are we doing today, buddy? 
All right, so I'm going all the way back to the first episode that I could find on I on Apple Podcast, which was should be the very first episode. If not, I'm uh, I don't know. It's 2014, and you guys were talking about uh, in previous episodes. So I think there might be some more floating oh. around back there that I couldn't find or something like that. So mm. um, this one. You guys talked about your top 10 Disney bucket lists. (laughs) I vaguely honestly remember this. Okay. So, yes. So, uh, and also uh, at the time, uh, Taryn was talking about how how far things were in White Houses. Oh, God. Back then. Okay. Way back then. So, just something about like an entire Star Wars themed area, right? I called that out, right? Uh, well, it wasn't on your bucket list, but there was <laughs> this time of a Star Wars themed area that would be cool. Yes. Um, so, but I do want to let you know that it will be 85,360 white houses from my house to Disneyland. <laughs> nice. I did the math. That's and, not bad. Uh, that's what I came up with. So there we go. So first question for you guys, before we get into the bucket list, one of you did not follow the rules. There oh. were rules. Terrence. That- <laughs> Terrence, what did you do, man? He probably picked 12. <laughs> you said one. I thought one meant 12. Yeah. I'm sorry. <laughs> oh. So funny thing, your number was correct, but the person was wrong. Hmm. It was Taryn. You didn't. You had 12 things on your 10. <laughs> what? I don't break the rules. Broke the rules. Wow. Yep. So. Yeah, it uh, sounds like something I would do. Yeah. That was the first thing. Second, there was one thing on everybody's list that you all agreed on. Can you guess as to what you all said you wanted to do, except for Bev, because Bev was not an official member. So I would say that the thing that we all agreed on was going to Shanghai. No. Uh, no. Hell no. I don't think so. I no. think it was. One thing we all agreed upon. I don't remember. I have no idea. It would probably be something dumb like eating churros. But if it's our bucket list, back in 2014, but, would it have been no, going to Club 33? No, it didn't have anything to do with a plaid. I think Mm. it was going to all of the Club 33s. But that would involve going to China, which I don't want to do. I'm still still no travel to China guy. So I don't know. What is it? What was it? You all said that you would spend the night in the Disney Dream Suite. Okay. Yes. Right. All wanted to spend the night in the Disney Dream Suite. Like at the same time? (laughs) Together. (laughs) (laughs) Do a lockdown? Negative. 40-an-hour lockdown? (laughs) Bolt all the windows. I mean, shut. honestly, is Jeremy going to be there? Because maybe. <laughs> Jeremy shows up. It'll make it yeah. definitely with a box wine and Jeremy. You're going to have a good time. That's oh, right. Yeah. So uh, you didn't say together collectively, but you all did say individually that you did want to go and stay the Disney Dream Suite. I think that's fair. I would still do that. Yeah, I would, I would definitely still do that. Yeah. Terrence and Taryn both agreed that they both wanted to go to Hawaii and stay at, at, how do you say it, Alana? Alani, I guess. Sure. Okay, I'm Uh, assuming that's going to happen still. Yeah. Still want to do that. I definitely still Opinions have not changed. Still bucket list. Okay, got it. All right, so neither of these you've been able to check off of your bucket list. No. Is there anything that you guys think that you had on your bucket list that you have been able to check off since 2014? 
I don't even remember the bucket list. I have Gosh. no idea. So just 100%. Okay, what do you think, Terrence, was on your bucket list that you have been able to check off? Club 33, for sure. Okay, that was on your bucket list. Very good. And you did go to that now? Because that was a big thing. I will say that uh, Taryn and Jason were making fun of you a lot for not going. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. That's like the most elitist 11th. thing. I went to <laughs> Club 33 on January 11th, 2019. Nice. Who remembers that? It's his birthday. Oh. <clears throat> it was my birthday. I mean, I knew that. My 39th birthday, we went down there, and I had a buddy who was working for a oh. company that they had um, – they actually had a Club 33 membership, and he was able to get me in. I remember the date. Nice. All right. Well, I, there you go. I know I hit one of mine. Okay. Being the rebel spy. Um, I'm fairly certain that was I'm fairly mind. certain, too. That sounds about right. Sounds like something Taryn would want to do. One of my 12. Yeah. Basically to be a Marxist communist. Not one of your 12. Really? Wow. One of your 12. Have we done more than one bucket list, you know? <laughs> Your 2014 bucket list. It was not okay. one of your 12 in the 2014. Darn. All right. Well, there you go, Taryn. Okay, not well, only did I you break the rules, but you got it wrong. Uh, what else is there, Rob? Okay. So um, let's see. So Taryn said go to Club 33, which he now did. So check that one off. Yeah. Like spend the night at Disney, uh, Disney Dream Suites. Go to Shanghai Disney was on Terrence's bucket list. Uh, this one is a fun one. I like this one. Play one on one inside of the Matterhorn. Was oh, that geez. basketball court down there? Um, yeah. I would still do that. I mean, if you can sure. anymore. I think I think they have removed. I think back at the time, I was like, oh well, you know, uh, I know that you can't play basketball in there anymore. But since the the Disney Imagineering story aired, they've moved that cabinet in front of the hoop. So oh. I think you can actually play basketball there now. So I would I would still I would do that. For sure. Yeah, would, I think that would be one of the most fun places to play basketball would be inside yeah. of there. Probably the only fun place to play basketball, <laughs> honestly. <laughs> um, oh, this was a good one. And uh, Terrence also was talking about how he now knows how to do this. So it'll be interesting to see if you have been able to do it. You wanted to get one of the honorary citizen Disneyland buttons. Were you ever able to get one of those buttons? Also on January 11th, 2019, I have that button now. Really? Because I, I was about to say, like, I think we would have heard about this nonstop if you had gotten it, but I, I don't remember this. You How were... did you get that button? So I went to um, to the the main place on uh, Main Street. Uh, to um, The main place. <laughs> City Hall. Yeah. Big, to, to City Hall. Big on Disneyland fan. And so the reason why I got it, the reason why I got it is because I went to City Hall on my birthday expecting to walk up the stairs, have them like fill it out and give me like the you know happy birthday button. But they had an entire cart of buttons that I had to rummage through in order to get the button that I wanted for my happy birthday one and then write it with my own handwriting with a Sharpie. And right next to the one that I just got for my birthday was honorary citizen. So I got that one as well. So so oh, you, so, so you stole the honorary citizen button. Yeah, so you didn't get it for any reason. You just there found it. No, they would hand it to me. It's not my fault. <laughs> yeah, so I bet if you go to Harvard and go in the administration building, you can find a diploma. If you take one of those, are you a Harvard grad? Yes. Oh, okay. <laughs> I had no idea. 
<laughs> There's no one here I to mean, you, hand it to me, so I just took it. Yes, you make a point. <laughs> I'm just saying, if they're not protecting them, then, you know, whatever. Take whatever you want. It's all good. <laughs> okay, got it. That's really funny. I love it. All right, Rob, go ahead, please. Uh, you also wanted to visit Imagineering Studios. We did uh, that. Okay. We did that, Ter- yeah. No, but Taryn and I did that. Okay, that's fun. Uh, be on the Black Pearl while the ride is going. You're wanting to... S- <laughs> that's never oh, God, that was like... <laughs> that's an insane person's wish. <laughs> uh, this one was... I was shooting for a different galaxy at that point. Yeah, for sure. That sounds hella cool. I want to be in scuba gear underneath the water <laughs> while the ride is going on, eating oysters or what, I don't know. You know what I mean? Like, it's just like, why not? Just forget about it. Paint me camouflage so I can lean against the bricks and watch people go by and then move just slowly. (laughs) See if they notice. Uh, This one was picture with the kids taken with every character in the Mickey Mouse clubhouse, all of them at the same time. So you want this this as their choice because this is awful. Like that sounds absolutely. I'm not going to swear, but absolutely awful. It was me. You're wrong. Wow, Terrence is like the darling of this show right now. These are all Terrence's, you guys. This is all Terrence's. Yeah, this is Terrence's. It was me, but it didn't happen, and it has not happened, and we're at the point where the kids don't care about happening. Like, they don't care about that. Like, the everyone. Like, all three of my kids are like, we're, we're big enough. Let's go on indie. That's all we want to do. They don't want to take pictures with anyone, including their parents. It's not going to happen. That is a bucket list item that will never happen in our lifetime. And then your last one was to sit in on an Imagineering Blue Sky session. Is the way you- <laughs> oh, wow. Hey, that's a that's a bucket list. Yes. So that was so you did get uh, three of them checked off. So that's impressive. One you stole, but it's okay. We won't talk. <laughs> but at the same time, like looking back, my bucket list was like. At- Absolutely, un- it's not. It's not achievable. There's no way I would do in- like ninety percent of my bucket list. So no way. All right, Rob. What's next, man? Okay, so, so Taryn, yeah. she said she wanted to step foot, i.e., swim in the rivers of America. Yes, I still want to do that. Um, it, no, I haven't. You done still that. want to do that? Yeah. So gross. All right, what's next? Go to Disneyland Paris. Okay. Huh. You still want to go do to- that? I mean, I do, but I don't know if I care as much anymore. Okay. I don't think I'd put it on a bucket list. Okay. All right. Wow. So that has changed. Look at that. We've grown. We've grown a little bit. Off your bucket list. Go to Disney World, which... I did is, that. We did. This was a fun one. Make the Space Mountain control room operators actually wave. <laughs> yeah. Hasn't happened. Nice. <laughs> Wanted to have dinner in the Haunted Mansion. Yeah, that hasn't happened either. No. Stay at a hotel in Celebration, Florida. I don't you even guys- know if they have hotels. Weird. I'm sure that it's a city. Every city has a hotel. Oh, yeah, no. you- I don't need to do that. That's too okay. far away. All right, Disney it's changed. World. Look at that. <laughs> you guys were all about Celebration, Florida at this time. Like There was a whole uh, story about it that you guys were talking about and stuff, and you were like, I want to stay in one of those hotels. <laughs> I actually I looked still. I even still like looked into staying at Celebration when we go in September, and I was like, that's too far. Have dinner at Victoria and Albert's um, restaurant in Disney World? Oh, yeah. That's Never like heard the of super, it. super fancy one in, in the yeah. Grand Floridian. Yeah. Adding oh, that okay. to my list. 
You can yeah. you can put that through concierge. I, that's true. Yeah, that's true. I can. I'm really excited <laughs> about that. Send them an email. Tell them to do it. This was a fun I'm one. I'm actually this, doing it right now. There you go. Well, this, pay attention to the show first. Do it later. <laughs> this one goes along with you guys uh, tweeted uh, this out today about this ride. You wanted to successfully get all of the tricks in Toy Story Mania. That's a hard one. That I have done. You did? You got oh. all of them? Like all the Easter eggs? No. Yeah, we did it once. No. We did it once. No. Yeah, we did. Okay. I think I think that's a check. Stay in a California Grand Suite. <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Bucket list. Yeah. Okay, that's and, still on there. And then this one, get a job at Disney or Pixar. Yeah, no, that hasn't happened. They don't pay enough anymore. Yeah, so that's off your bucket list, too. There you go. Look at that. We're changing. We're changing and growing. Yeah, we are. It's funny. Like, I'm getting closer to retirement. I'm still, like, eight years away. But I'm, like, finally at that point where I can see the light at the end of the tunnel and it's starting to get a little bit bigger. And I'm like, oh, when I retire, I want to go get a job at Disney and just be that guy at the front door that just goes, welcome to Disney. Have a magical day. Like, I just want to be that guy. (laughs) I would do that. I would definitely do that. Or like just drive the cars around. Drive the cars around. But I feel like the guys who drive the cars around are the same guys and they've been the same age for like 20 years. Yeah. Yeah. So it'll be perfect because at that point I'll be that age also. (laughs) Right. Right. All right. We're going to take a quick break. We'll be right back. Hang on, everybody. It's ears up. Gee, sorry, guys, but that guy bought 14 churros. I'm all sold out. show all right jason now it's your turn okay uh, drive the mark twain riverboat I did it in disney world you did it in both and disneyland actually coast to coast clean lines dab it let's go did it um get a backstage tour of everything in disneyland well it didn't kind not of. not everything but uh, a lot of stuff, so uh, I'll 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 count that as a win. Scratch that off the bucket list. There you go. When when uh, uh, my senior trip, we were riding the People Movers in Disney World, Walt Disney World, and uh, it broke. So they had to let us off like backstage. We walked down this like back hallway behind the People Movers, and we thought we were so special because we were walking down this back hallway. It was just a hallway. But to us, we were like, oh, my God, this is the most amazing thing in the world. Yeah, absolutely, man, for sure. Uh, you wanted to perform in a character suit for a shift. God, I would still love – I would still do that. I'll, but let me amend that. Not for a shift because that's like four hours of work. I would want to do it for about 15 minutes. Yeah. <laughs> Just until you started to get a little too hot. and then Yeah, it's- then it's like, okay, kid, uh, you know, get out of here. Shoo, shoo, go away. But I would definitely still do that. I would love to do that. That'd be great. I think I agree with you. Help overlay the haunted mansion. Oh, yeah, yeah, but see, yeah, it, yes, but then again, I'm going to amend my bucket list to attend the overlay installation, not actually do the work. Because <laughs> you don't want to work. I don't want to. I don't want to do. I mean, maybe like a hang a thing. Go. That was really fun. Let me watch you guys now while I, you know, sip on my flask. <laughs> Fair. You know, just straight union stuff, right? Yes. Well, in 2014, you were you were referencing how you were going to uh, try and see how much stuff you could accidentally take with you as you were overlaying it. That oh, I would still do, 100. percent Make it onto the onto the show or onto the uh, ride. 
drive the old timey cars down Main Street. Still want to do it, man. And uh, camp out on Tom Sawyer Island, not Pirate's Lair. No, I still, I'm not going to do that because no. the camping is terrible. It's a t- camping is a terrible disease. I don't want to catch it. That would be fun to do, though. Yeah. You could be like that guy in Disney World who snuck onto the island for. That's how many true. Days? They should really offer, like, I mean, that should be like a, a thing once or twice a year where, you know, you, you, you pay $500. You have like 10 people and you camp on the island and stuff like that. And maybe it all goes to charity or something like that. That would be a cool charity fundraiser thing. That would be a cool charity fundraiser. Yeah. Uh, tour of Pixar. Got Nailed it. it. Got it. Bucket list. Scratch it off. Uh, yeah. Spend a night in the haunted mansion or just have drinks in it. <laughs> Fair. That's the kind of dumb stuff that people tune in for. Uh, I would still do that. Yes, 100%. Are you kidding? And just walk the- around cracking Miller lights. <laughs> all the mannequins yeah throwing cans at the ghosts <laughs> and then your last one you said be chosen for the disney moms panel oh my Aww. god i would still love to do that you were uh weren't you dangerously close to that at one no point? terrence was dangerously close i was never dangerously close yeah i never got past the first round and i feel like because i'm too tall and handsome to be a disney mom Oh, I'm short. I'm I'm a teapot. That's right. It's out. So yeah. So they got me. All right. And then I wrote down Bev was not invited to do it because she was not a full member of the show yet. But good. Oh. Those are the days, man. You know what I mean? No, I was I was still just doing the cameras, I think. I remember this show actually. I and I remember that I came up with the the best. Yeah, do you remember what you the best and what did you say? Absolutely. Rent out Disneyland for myself and my friends. Yep, that's and exactly. I still 100% say that that is my number one ultimate goal is to get rich and do that. Would we Would we all be invited? Are we your friends? Would I be invited specifically? <laughs> I mean, Taryn would. Yeah, yeah. You could be her plus one. Yes, of course, of course. I would, yeah. I, I would absolutely love you all to be there. The whole <laughs> network. Thanks. That's so, that's so sweet. To say that the thing that'll never happen. No, I mean absolutely. I would. I would look. Disneyland is big. I can invite more. I have maybe three more fet friends outside of this network, so I That's can true. invite all of you <laughs> and my only other friends, and we'd still have a ball. That's, That's true, true, but like, didn't Kanye? <laughs> didn't Kanye and the Clackalins go to Disneyland like at like six in the morning? Yeah, I think so. So I think you got to go like real early. Yeah, but they also only rented out. They rented out Fantasyland. That was like one land they rented out. So. Oh, and, okay. I just assumed they the could kind of just go wherever. I didn't know that it was like. Honestly, that would be even better. Like, we have fun during that. We wake up real late, like twelve-ish. Yeah. We hang out. Then we at like six. We indulge in adult beverages. Okay. And then Disneyland closes and we live our best life afterwards until we. I'd be interested to see like how, if like, if that actually could happen. Why couldn't it? Money talks. All right, Rob, what's next, man? Um, You also agree that you would stay in the dream suite or even a Disneyland hotel themed suite and take any of those. And the one thing that you said that everybody else was, like, freaking out about, you said you would love to do ride the Tinkerbell rope. 
You wanted to be Tinkerbell and fly to the castle. Oh, I would do that for sure. I said this? Oh. Yeah, you said that. Yeah, no, I would absolutely okay. do that. Yeah. Everybody was freaking out about that? Well, that's hella cool. It's a hell of a rope, dude. That reeks. I, I'm not trying stuff. to do that. I'm good. No, that sounds fantastic. And then the last thing was there was a John in the chat said that he wanted to sleep in Walt's apartment. And you guys all agreed that that was a pretty cool one as well. Yeah, oh, that'd be cool. That's a good one. Yeah, for sure, man. I mean, I think you can take it or leave it, to be perfectly honest. I mean, I mean, I don't know. I think it'd be a cool thing. But now that I'm older, I think most of the stuff would be cool mainly just to talk about on the show. Mm. Because, because, I mean, at the end of the day, you slept in the dead guy's apartment. Like, I know, who cares? creepy. I'll, I will tell you with, like, Club 33... When we walked out, I was like, that was cool, but I don't ever need to go again. Like, that's a good thing to talk about on Ears Up. But I was like, it'd be great to, it was great to go there one time. But besides yes. that, I'm like, oh, I don't need to go there. Like, every time I'm at Disneyland, that's well, fine. It's the, like one thing to talk about yeah. for the show. Besides that, I'm like, yeah. I mean, the cool part about Club 33 now is the jazz bar. That's a tight place. But before you could look up old photos of Club 33, it was so much cooler before past the pastel witch came through and cast her magic pastels all over everything. And it's just you're in you're in a fancy banquet hall. Nah, I disagree with both of you on all accounts. <laughs> yeah. Well, Taryn is now off the show. Well, I've never been, <laughs> I guess, previous to the pastel witch. But yeah. I don't care. I, I don't remember much, I think, from my visit other other than the bathroom, which is outstanding. Oh, for sure, and, dude. Yeah. Has it was the, one of those top tanks you pull the chain from? The artwork. Oh, the artwork's was great. The most amazing yeah. thing that like I've ever seen. Uh Rob, is that it? Are we wrapping up the uh, opinion uh, mover system? The opinion <laughs> movers are over for this segment, so All right. Uh, Thanks, man. What you guys all said what seven years ago, eight years ago, whatever Something like 20- that. Really, like- that long? Twenty fourteen, yeah. man. Fourteen. All right, Rob. Well, That's thanks, awesome. man. I appreciate your hard work, good reporting, and uh, you know, we'll see you again. Thank yes. you. You can hang okay. out if you want, or you can go to bed because you're, uh, you know, you're on the East Coast, and I'm sure everybody over there is tired. I'm going to go. All right, Terrence. All right. Walt's nine okay. old men, brother. Let's uh, let's learn a little bit more about these folks, huh? These old these old right. geezers. So as we spoke about in the last episode of this entire series, Disney's uh, not only men were a group of animators, there were nine key employees that were hired by the Disney company after the first era of animation of the company. They were the last remaining members of a board that was created by, so Walt created a board. He said, I want you guys to look at what's going on with the company, look at what we're doing with animation. These are the last men who were on the board. And he called them Walt's Nine Old Men as an homage to what's going on with the Supreme Court. The funny thing is that he was older than all of them. So there was Les Clark was on the board. Um, He was uh, born in Utah. He was the oldest of 12 children. His family moved to L.A. And he wound up working for the the company and working for Oob Iwerks. Um, Eric Larson was born in (laughs) Cleveland. Uh, Cleveland, Utah, and he was the son of a Dan- of Danish immigrants. He was hired by the company in 1933. He quickly became one of their top animators, and he was also keen on recognizing talent, was given the position of finding and training new animators. Uh, Wolfgang Riedermann was a German-American animator and director. 
Uh, he took more of a back seat to many other people, but he also was the person who was um, the person who animated Timothy Q. Mouse from Pinocchio, and also uh, from, from Dumbo, and also Monstroso uh, from, uh, from Pinocchio. After um, Walt died, he produced every single motion picture until his retirement in 1981. Frank Thomas, born in Santa Monica, um, he was huge with what happened with the company as well. Uh, Ward Kimball from Minneapolis, um, extremely silly, and he found himself often getting in trouble with his grandparents because he resisted what they were doing, um, what they wanted him to do in life. Um, his But his sense of humor came out in everything he animated as well. John Lonsbury was born in Cincinnati. He was hired by the company in 1935. He was an assistant anim- animator for Snow White. And, and then he also directed Winnie the Pooh and Tigger 2 as well as The Rescuers. Uh, Milk uh, Call from the Bay Area, from San Francisco. Um, he was hired by the company as well. Mark Davis, we talked about that him before. Um, he was the person who... Um, actually really helped bring humor into the parks. Mm-hmm. Um, and then lastly, um, Ollie Wilson. So we'll, we're going to talk about Ollie Wilson today. So Oliver Wilson Jr. Uh, Wilson Jr. was born in 1933, uh, 1913 and 1912 in Palo Alto. His father was a professor at Stanford, um, and he pretty much grew up on campus. He was also the youngest of three with two older sisters, and he, um, he was someone who really understood what it meant to bring emotion into drawing. At, like, at a, very, a very young age, he started drawing um, animals. And people would say, I feel like I know what the animal is thinking based on what you're drawing. Mm-hmm. Um, he was really keen on that. And also, at the same time, he was someone who liked to draw women. Which sounds weird. Nice. <laughs> I like to draw Weemon. Draw women. Hello, I draw the Weemon. So he, he liked to draw women. He liked to draw um, female characters in particular. And so um, as a young child, he was very sickly. He was out of school a lot. And so he drew a lot as well. And his mom said at a very young age that she knew that he was going to be someone who was going to be an, be someone who drew and when she said animator, she meant, you know, he's someone that's going to draw for, you know, the the local newspaper or something like that. She didn't yeah. understand how big he would be. Like right? comics, like comic strip or something, like a four exactly. panel. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah. That's literally what it was. She's like, you're going to draw a comic strip. Like, she didn't know that he was going to go to the level that he was on. So um, he, as a teenager, um, he was very, very sick. He actually had palsy at one point. And so he had to learn how to, to draw with palsy. So his, his, um, his right hand, his drawing hand, would shake a lot. And so he trained himself to draw without his right hand shaking so much that the, they, people couldn't understand what he was trying to draw. And so it was extremely difficult. He um, had a really bad ailment, but he was able to get past that point and kept drawing and got to, got to the point where he was like, I think I'm okay. So... Um, in high school, he was trying to draw. His um, art teachers didn't think that he was someone who was going to be a good artist. And so literally none of his art teachers from freshman year to senior year said you should go into that. But he thought this is something that I should do. And so he um, he actually wound up being um, in Stanford. He enrolled in Stanford. and But when as soon as he got in Stanford, he actually in, uh, became part of the Stanford uh, Chaparral, like their, their humor paper that they put out. 
and he was the artist for the humor paper. So um, he, at that point, a freshman year, he met this guy named Frank Thomas. Frank Thomas is someone who would wind up being a, uh, a person who would be an animator for Disney. He would be his best friend later on in life. But at that point, he didn't realize that he was going to go in that direction. He thought it was going to be someone that's going to be like a, a journal major, and he was going to just be a, a writer who could also draw as well, but not someone who was going to be majoring in drawing. So um, he was he decided to um, really lean into Frank Thomas, what he was doing. Frank Thomas was someone who was a little bit more adventurous than him, a little bit more experience, uh, experimental than him. And Frank said, hey, you are really, really careful with everything you do. You need to be someone who is actually trying to go past the barriers that you set for yourself and everything that you draw. And so um, Ollie really took to that. He, he took that to heart and said, I'm going to be someone who's going to uh, not just draw what's easy, but I'm going to draw something what's good. So in 1935, um, he actually went down to L.A. and he went to the Rose Bowl. And he saw everything was happening in the Rose Bowl. Um, and honestly, um, what was happening at the Rose Bowl with the Chouinard Art Institute in L.A., and he loved the flowers. He loved what they were doing with with art. And he was like, you know what? I, I think I want to be part of that. Mm, and so okay. he left Stanford, moved down to L.A., and applied to be part of this art school in L.A. And so he wound up being part there, a part of the school. And his senior year at the school, they were saying, you know what? Uh, Disney Studios down the street, they are actually – having people try out to be artists there. You should think about being an artist there. Now, his um, his immediate response was no, because in high school, every single person he had for an art teacher, they're like, yeah, you're not that good. Yeah, I don't think this is what your career path is. Ooh. But when he got to college, they're like, yeah, I think you can really do this. And so he goes, okay, well, I'll, I'll try out. So in 1935, he tried out for Disney. And he actually got a call back saying, we think what you're doing with your art is great. Why don't you come and be part of what we're doing? So he got hired by Disney at that point, which is amazing. And so when he got hired on his first day there, he walked in and he saw his friend, his friend uh, Frank Thomas, the guy who he was at Stanford with. Frank Thomas was hired a year earlier and they were animators together. And he's like, this wow. is amazing. And so... He was in, and he was um, uh, an, a finisher for art. So basically, people would draw really crude art for what they're doing for the um, the sketch of a scene. He would come in behind the, behind that and clean it up so people know exactly how to draw it at the tail end for what's happening with the animation. And so he was um, he he did that for Pinocchio, and specifically with the nose growing scene with Pinocchio, which is iconic. He did that with, uh, with Bambi. He did that with all three Cabanera, or, um, sorry, car- carbs. Carboneras. Yep. The, the Cabaneras. No. Yeah. Cabaneros. 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 Yes. So he was a finisher on all the three Cabaneros as well. Um, he also was, um, by the time they got to Song of the South, he was actually a directing animator for Song of the South. And so he was the an- the directing animator for Br'er Rabbit, Br'er Fox, and Br'er Bear for that as well. He was the directing animator for Cinderella, and specifically with Anastasia and Drizella. He was a directing animator for Alice in Wonderland with Alice and the King of Hearts. Same thing with Peter Pan, with Wendy, 
Hook and Mr. Smee, with Lady and the Tramp, with Lady and the Tramp, with Sleeping Beauty, with all three fairy godmothers, with uh, Flora, Fauna, and Meriwether, with the Sword in the Stone, with Merlin, and with Jungle Brook, with uh, Bagheera, Mowgli, and Baloo. And so he went from being a person who was trying to, to fix what people were doing with animation to being at the point where he was actually the director of animation for films, which was amazing for him to be able to do. He had no... He had no education, really, after after getting his uh, bachelor. He had no education besides that with anything art. He didn't do anything after the fact with, with art, but he had a sense to bring in emotion, which was going on as well. Like, that's the thing that people keep saying. When you look at all the scenes that he animated, yeah, you could feel the emotion of the characters. You could you feel like even, like, with, uh, with, you know, freaking um, with Song of the South, you could feel the emotion with them. With Lady and the Tramp, you could feel the emotion with them. With Cinderella, you could feel them. Every, everything he drew, you could feel like you actually felt like the character felt about what they were saying in the scene. Yeah. And, and what was like this? No, go ahead. And I think what's even more amazing than that is that how much that played into not only the success of those films, but the success of how those characters have been portrayed. Mm-hmm. Since then, even well, now, even even merchandise, even all well, that kind of yeah. stuff, like the lasting impact of how these characters were animated, and like you're saying, how the emotions have been felt. It's it's. I mean, this man helped to set up the success of Disney animation and the Disney parks, these Disney rides, all of this sort of character building was done by this was done by this guy. It's the definition of the word iconic. Yeah, for sure. And, and we'll get to the Disney ride aspect of that, but with what he did with the movies, he put he he helped people understand how you can make people feel as if there are human emotions with animals, and people didn't feel like that. So Walt started veering towards, I'm going to do stuff that is just live action animals. I'm going to veer towards that, and he was like, no. We can have animated humans with human emotions and make people feel that. Like, he was the person who actually did the scene from Bambi when Bambi's mom got capped. Like, legit. Like, she's, he's the one that animated the entire scene. And, like, there, I don't know anyone that can watch that scene and not have a tear come to their eyes. And it's animated. Like, he knew exactly how to bring out the emotions from people saying, look, we're, you are looking at a scene where people are, or people or animals or whatever are watching something drastic happening. Right. And you're going to see this and you're going to feel it. He was the person that brought that into Disney. And so it's, it's absolutely amazing that like with no, he had formal training, but it wasn't formal training in what he was doing at Disney. It was amazing that he was able to look at that and say, you know what, I'm going to bring in human emotions to these animal characters, and you're going to feel it. And he was so great. Walt loved that. Walt actually was quoted as saying that he is the only person when he would watch the scenes of a finished movie and tear up. Wow. That's amazing. That's absolutely amazing. So he he did all of that at Disney. And so while he was not directly responsible for anything that happened at Disneyland, his animation became character basis for a lot of the stars of our Disneyland ride. So if you look at what hap- was happening with 
Peter Pan. Like he was one of the people who was like he did Wendy and Hook and Mr. Smee from Peter Pan. And so if it wasn't for him, we wouldn't have that ride. He was involved in some of the early concepts of what happened with Jungle Cruise. He was involved with um, Song of the South, which turned was eventually turned into what's happening with um, well the about the change ride yeah. but you know it's what, you know, what happened in the ride and over sure. there so it's it's so amazing that he was not a person who went from being a um an animator to being an imagineer he was one of the few people who said no i just want to do movies animation movies all i want to do and so they allowed him to do that and so he was not directly involved in what happened with disneyland but one of his passions actually led to one of the most iconic things at Disneyland. So Walt came to visit him, and um, they went to the backyard, and he said, do you want to go for a ride? And Walt means said, what do you mean, do I want to go for a ride? And so he took him on a ride around his property on a 112th scale railroad car. Hmm. And so Walt rode it around, and when he got off, Walt was like, this is amazing. And so Walt got his own. 112 scale railroad car and eventually that led to the disneyland railroad yeah he is the one who stoked stoked the fire under walt for railroads the railroad that is cool and and there are there were i think there were three or four guys at the studio who were into small scale railroad modeling but ollie was the first person he was the first first person person, right he got every single single person into that Oh, which he, was oh, amazing. He, he got everybody oh. else into it too. Mm-hmm. Didn't That's know that. Cool. That's very cool. Which is amazing. Yeah. yeah. So he worked for the studio from 35 until 81. Wow. Um, so God, that's a long time. And so he, he went from being a, a, a finisher to being a producer to being like one of the head people for animation. After 81, he retired. And then he and Frank Thomas, uh, another one of Walt's nine old men, one of his best friends. They started to tour the world. They wrote four books together uh, entitled The Disney Animation, The Illusions of Life, Too Funny for Words, uh, Disney's Great Excite Gags, uh, Walt Disney's Bambi, The Story and the Film, and also The Disney Villain. They wrote four books, one on multiple uh, tours around the world, like basically hawking the books and talking about it. And so um, he retired in 81, and then he was um, a recipient of the National Medal of Arts presented by George W. Bush, as well as being a featured cameo at the end of The Incredibles. So if you watch The Incredibles, the original movie, at the end there are two old men who are watching what's going on. Oh, I'm sorry, a what cameo? He was a cameo at the end of The Incredibles. I thought you said peach cameo. I was like, what is that? A peach cameo, oh. yeah, dude. A peach cameo. That's where so he half his butt shows a, a featured cameo. Someone that actually got their name yeah. in the credits. And so um, at the end of the movie, when the Incredibles are defeating the big uh, robot, uh, there are two old men there. One of them says, now that's old school. And the other one says, there's no school like the old school. That is Frank and Ollie as mm. characters. Because Brad Bird was one of the people who was actually taught how to animate by Ollie. Wow. Which is pretty amazing. And so on um, April 14th, 2008, at the age of 95 in Squim, Washington. Which I've been to. Squim. All right. So Ollie, who was the last 
remaining member of Walt's nine old men, he passed away of natural causes. Well, someone's got to look into those natural causes because that's like the leading cause of death <laughs> in amongst I, older oh, yeah, people. You're not yeah. wrong. I know, right? That's very good, that man. That's very good. Thank good you. Good job, Terrence. And actually, that that uh, the illusion of life, that book that he helped write, is considered the Bible of even current Disney animators and Imagineers, yeah. even on any level. Uh, I was talking to a couple of friends of mine who work at Disney, and they're like, "I'm like, what book do I get a, a budding animator or? But this is the Bible. This is what every person you walk around the studio, everybody has this on their desk. So it's so still it's today to influencing you- people." Yeah, when you look at the Walt's nine old men, he's someone who's who is named a lot, but he's not at the top of the list. But if you look at how like just how far his influence stretches, I yeah. I would put him up against anyone else. Walt. Like he is he really like he helped. He helped people like the the third, fourth, and fifth like generation of animators be able yeah. to understand what it means to put someone on the screen. And for you to immediately feel what they're what they're feeling, yeah, like for he sure, is, he was just so amazing at that. Yeah, that's great. It seems like he really grasped the um, the concept of of character development and also like making the character express the right emotion. Like yeah. he, he that that's sorry, I muted myself. That seems like what I'm gathering. Like he's amazing. Yeah, absolutely. Um, all right, good job, Terrence. I appreciate that. We are uh, running out of time, but I do want to do... March in the past, present, and future with all the news that's fit to cover. It's the Ears Up Disney News. Do you want a, a couple quick Disney news is here because uh, there's big news going on in Disneyland. Uh, in case anybody didn't know, we talked about it a little bit before the show, I think. I don't remember. Uh, Disneyland has finally opened without pandemic rules and uh, apparently to massive, massive crowds. Uh, no no masks and scorching ass temperatures, man. Yeah. It is Worst day to go ever. Yeah, it has been insane. And if you guys watch, uh, follow our Instagram account, I know Maddie's like reposted a couple things uh, from TikTok, and there's a pretty good TikTok of like someone going down. I think it's like uh, Catella or Harbor or Ball or one of those streets where it's just lined with people on the back. Whatever street Ew. that is, the backside of uh, Cars Land. So is yeah. Harbor. And um, one of my friends is a plaid there, and they said like fifty percent of those people did not get in because they did not have reservations. They didn't realize that they had to have a re- reservation still. Oh, you still really? have res? Wow, I wouldn't even I wouldn't have known that either. I guess. Oh man! So they just showed. They just up. showed up thinking everything's fine, but also if everything's fine, why is there reservations needed? You know what I mean. Probably for this purpose, for crowd control. Crowd control. Everything yeah. is not fine. Well, but you know it's what I mean. There's no masks, and you can open up at 100. percent So why have a reservation system? No, they're not at 100 percent though. That's what I'm saying. Are they not? not? Oh, okay. I didn't know that. No, they're not. Okay. They're not at 100 percent still. So oh. we're going uh, July 14th, and we still have to have our reservation. And so yes. we're like, so what's going on? And we actually looked into going on the 15th. Reservation still, so it's oh. not one hundred percent. Okay, interesting. I, 
Can you go from out of like out of state, or is it still yes. just California? No, you can go out of state now. Yeah, as of the fifteenth, yeah, you can. Yeah, which is uh, a little Jeez. crazy, but uh, yeah. So anyway, um, that is happening. It has been just insane. Now, uh, speaking of insane, our very own Brittany was there today in the park. Dang, girl! So I asked her, and she sent me like a bunch of photos, and and you guys will catch up with her trip, I guess, over on social for the next forty years. I mean, she's sending hundreds of photos, uh, but I asked her for her opinion on it because she refused to come on the show. Um, she said it was the best day ever, which is like the standard basic, That's like, so come Brittany. on, bro, really? Uh, the mess that everyone talked about when restrictions were around did not exist here. I got my food whenever I wanted it. Rides were a walk-on. The longest I ever waited was for Space Mountain for about 50 minutes. And I think there was, she goes, I think there was like a backup or something like that. So maybe something went down and there was just like a delay in the line. But uh, that's pretty normal. Uh, she says people have been very nice. More people were wearing masks than I originally thought. Okay. So that's cool, too. The worst part is walking back to your car because there's no tram service still. Oh, wow. That is far. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, it is. She says she literally did every big ride in both parks except for Soren, Racers, and the Web Shooter thing. Huh. Also... She saw Frozen. Honestly, I love I love that perspective. Like, I think she's yeah. giving a really relevant perspective. Also, the no tram thing sucks. Oh yeah, for sure. Um, but uh, she sent a picture of a video Frozone from uh, The Incredibles or whatever. I'm like, wow, look at that guy. I don't think I've ever seen Frozone in the park. <laughs> Oh, that was pretty cool. cool. Yeah. Um, anyway, that's about it, man. Uh, there's no masks in Disney World now either. So there's <laughs> there's that. We'll talk about that on the Secret Show a little bit here in about ten minutes. Um, and then the other thing is Disneyland Paris opened today. Oh. So I think this is the first time since the pandemic, the pandemic, that all Disney parks are open. Wow. That's huge for Europe. That's wild. That's huge. wild. And I'm not even going to talk about the variants or anything like that. I'm not even going to let it, let this exist in the moment. <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah, I think that's good. That's all right. Healthy. Well, we got thanks. We got more Disney news, but uh, we got to wrap it up here. So we are going to get out of here now. Terrence, thank you very much. Rob, thank you yeah. very much for uh, running through our bucket list items. And you can catch more uh-huh. of Rob and Nick over on Bantha Milk and, uh, you know, all, all that kind of fun stuff. Time for the fact of the show. During planning meetings for Epcot and the new Tomorrowland over in uh, the East Coast there, Walt would constantly be sketching little ideas on scraps of paper, crumpling them up, and stuffing them in his pockets. Why didn't he just throw them away? Well, he knew that everyone in these meetings were always looking for little keepsakes that Walt would personally create. So he's (laughs) sort of like robbing people and stuff, because he knows that like once he would leave a meeting, people would go dig in the trash for whatever piece of paper Walt would write on. Because again, even before Disneyland, he was a huge star. Wow, he didn't even trust his own people. Didn't even trust these people. Can you... Like, we've all left that tissue in our back pocket and thrown it in the laundry. Oh, yeah, for right? sure. Like, can you imagine the amount of crumbly ass, <laughs> sorry, That's all right, tissue man. paper in his laundry that his wife was like, what? It's like, what are you doing? <laughs> I mean, but also like, kind of what a turd to just <laughs> deny everybody these like little, like, what oh, does my he God. care? totally not a turd Walt was anyway 
Thanks a lot, everybody, for tuning in. Uh, don't forget to ask for the 21st Amendment beers wherever you find good craft beer. Don't forget to book your tickets for any Disney park that they offer through uh, Concierge plus Disney Cruises, which I think are coming back too. And uh, if you are listening live, we're going to be popping over to the uh, Patreon link, which I already put in the Patreon for the secret show here in about eight minutes. So uh, there you go. We'll see you guys over there. And until next time, we'll see you in the parks.